No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at one of the most amazing stories in the Bible, the crossing of the Red Sea. This story has great significance for our walk with Christ. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Exodus chapter 14 on Simply the Bible. The children of Israel were between two rocks and a wet place. God led them into a trap with mountains on either side and the Red Sea before them. And now the Egyptian army was standing between them and their only way of escape. At least any natural way of escape. The people cried out to God and complained against Moses. Moses said to them, Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Then Moses cried out to God, who said, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. We pick it up in Exodus chapter 14, verse 21. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea on the dry ground, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. And the Egyptians pursued and went after them into the midst of the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. You know, many people try to help God out by explaining how this occurred through natural means. Or else they make the Red Sea so shallow that the children of Israel had no trouble crossing it. But then how did God drown the entire Egyptian army? Still others say it never happened. I pity such people. They have such a tiny concept of God. Listen, if you believe in Genesis 1-1 that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, then you shouldn't have any difficulty with any other miracle in the Bible. And if you don't believe in Genesis 1-1, then the parting of the Red Sea is the least of your problems. We must face the fact that a miracle took place or else we must deny the reliability of Scripture. If we can't trust God that he's given us an accurate account here, then how can we trust him in anything else? But I think it is evident from history that this event had to have happened. Also, it's interesting that the parting of the Red Sea became so famous that the people of Jericho were still talking about it 40 years later. I believe that there are Red Seas in each of our lives. There are boundaries we feel we cannot cross and obstacles we think are insurmountable. But God can miraculously part the Red Sea. He can make a path for us where there was none. Do we really believe that? The cloud of the Lord had moved behind the children of Israel and become a dark fog to the Egyptians, obscuring their view of the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. 
But for the Israelites, this was a pillar of fire illuminating their way through the sea. At some point, the dark fog lifted, giving the Egyptians a view of the Israelites who were nearly to the other side. The Egyptians were emboldened at that point to pursue them. Now, if I had been one of those unfortunate souls who was part of the Egyptian army, knowing everything that Yahweh had already done through the plagues in Egypt, and now seeing these walls of water on either side, I think I would have figured this was a suicide mission. Verse 24, Now it came to pass in the morning, watch, that the Lord looked down upon the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and cloud, and he troubled the army of the Egyptians, and he took off their chariot wheels so that they drove them with difficulty. And the Egyptians said, Let us flee from the face of Israel, for the Lord fights for them against the Egyptians. When the Lord started knocking their chariot wheels off, they knew they were in deep trouble. Without wheels, their chariots were stuck in the mud. But by the time they realized that the Lord was fighting for Israel, it was too late. They were about to become fish food. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the sea, that the waters may come back upon the Egyptians on their chariots and on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and when the morning appeared, the sea returned to its full depth, while the Egyptians were fleeing into it. So the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the midst of the sea. Then the waters returned and covered the chariots, the horsemen, and all the army of Pharaoh that came into the sea after them, not so much as one of them remained. But the children of Israel had walked on dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall to them on their right hand and on their left. So the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. God did a mighty miracle, drowning Pharaoh's army and all their horses. Many of the carcasses drifted to the seashore. As Moses had predicted, they would no longer see the Egyptians forever. When he was 40 years old, Moses tried to deliver the Hebrews by killing an Egyptian who mistreated a Hebrew slave, and he failed miserably, which resulted in the next 40 years him herding sheep out in the Midian desert. But now, with God's help, Moses drowned the entire Egyptian army. God can do in a moment what we cannot accomplish in a lifetime. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul tells us that these things have become our examples. He also tells us that the children of Israel were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. God delivered the Israelites from the bondage of Egypt by the blood of the Passover lamb. When the Lord saw the blood on the doorways, he passed over their homes and would not allow the destroyer to strike their firstborn. This speaks of our salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ, our Passover lamb. The just penalty for our sins is death, but Jesus is our substitute. Passover reveals 
our identification with Christ in his death. Now, the children of Israel were delivered from their bondage through the blood of the Lamb, but they needed complete deliverance from Egypt before they could enter the promised land. Passover took Israel out of Egypt, but the crossing of the Red Sea would take Egypt out of Israel. Well, at least that was God's intent. The Red Sea crossing was to be the point of no return, for there was no way to cross back over to return to Egypt. As they were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, so we are baptized into Christ through the Spirit and through water baptism. Paul writes in Romans 6.3, Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We are baptized into Christ's death, and we are raised with Christ to walk in newness of life. Passover represents our identity with Christ in his death, but the Red Sea crossing represents our identity with Christ in his resurrection. This Sunday, our church will be going to Ann Morrison Park for our annual worship in the park, service, baptism, and picnic. We do it at 1030 at the Old Timers Shelter in Ann Morrison Park. You're welcome to join us. Now, this is my favorite day of the year because I get to see the joy in people's faces as they confess their faith in Jesus Christ and follow him in being baptized in water. I explained to them that the reason we put them underwater is to signify the death of their old life of sin. And when we raise them up out of the water, it signifies that they have been born again to a new life in Christ. If you've never been baptized since you've trusted Christ for your salvation, then I would encourage you to join us and have a hamburger on us. While you're being baptized, think about the children of Israel passing through the Red Sea. When they reach the other side, They would be living a new life. They would be done with the old life of Egypt once and for all time. Even so, we have been delivered from our old life in this world through the death of Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a new resurrected life in Christ. Have you experienced this? If not, then there remains for you a more complete deliverance. God wants to remove us from Egypt, but he also wants to remove Egypt from us. Verse 31. Thus Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done in Egypt. So the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. God loves to do things that prove his glory and power. He does things that only he can do so that no man can take the credit. God knows that if man can take a bow, then he will. So he uses people and things in such a way that it is clear that he did it. This builds people's faith and glorifies the Lord. He would forever point back to this event in the history of Israel. He would remind them how he delivered them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. But he also used these things to honor his servant Moses. 
Now the people would follow Moses' leadership because they saw how God miraculously used him. Has God parted Red Seas in your life? Has he done miraculous things that have proven to you that he was at work? Has he done things in your life for which only he can receive the credit? These acts of God are points of grace where we know God has touched our lives in meaningful ways. And why does he do this? So that he can prove to us that he loves us and cares for us and is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think. He's able to make a path through the Red Sea. He does these mighty works so that we will trust in him. For the children of Israel, there were many tests ahead. Would they remember what God had done in the past to deliver them? It has been said that God's faithfulness in the past demands our present trust. We have not seen God part the Red Sea, literally, but I have seen God miraculously part problems in my life. I have seen him part people away from their addictions. I have seen him take people who were spiritually dead and make them alive. And I have seen him take marriages that were beyond hope and renew them into a love that lasts for a lifetime. Are these not miracles of his grace and power? Are these not great works which the Lord has done? Do they not beckon us to fear him and to believe in him? You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Most people like music. Tomorrow we'll learn the first song in the Bible. Its lyrics may surprise you. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of Exodus on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.